Well, there's a little time for questions, if there are any questions this morning. So it's a very simple, kind of mundane sort of a thing, but there were a lot of um, things going on, particularly the um, obscuration of, of uh, what I was looking at and the attitude that came up from the views. So um, um is there a question around um, the confusion, or...? The, con- the question is kind of, a, 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 as a general process, um, intention. I mean, it was clear to me that there is no right answer to this. Um, uh, it would depend on whether your conditioning aversion would depend on what's arising in the mind. That right. Yes. And, mm-hmm. But I had no idea really how to look at it beyond that, which is why I say there's confusion. Yeah, so it sounds to me like you, you actually saw quite a bit, you know, in the, in the question. The question kind of, and this is the way questions work, and it sounds like you, you said the question, the question, a question arose, and what happened is that the mind started to see intention and views and um, attitudes. So that was just that was just unfolding, and my my sense is I don't know if this is what's happening about the confusion, but you know sometimes it, as the awareness is more continuous and we begin to investigate something. It's like, woo, we see a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. And uh, if we have the idea that we have to be in charge of tracking it all or figuring it all out, there's going to be this sense of confusion because, you know, we can't do that job. Awareness and wisdom do that job. And so if, if, uh, if you're trying to get involved to, like... Uh, uh, be in charge of the what what comes next and how it all fits together. Their confusion will arise, and so my suspicion is that the confusion arose because of some 
sense of needing to do the work of seeing it all. I remember times where I would sit down and be like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And, and then I would go to the next sitting and it'd be like, well, I can't do this. I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to see as much as I saw last time. Well, I can't do that. That's the job of awareness and wisdom. And so when confusion arises, that's simply the next thing that's arising and it can be known. And the intentions and the um, attitudes around that can be known. And, you know, you will get lost in that. It it sounds like you maybe got lost in the confusion a little bit. Mindfulness will re-arise. But I think the main piece I'm pointing to is that um, sometimes when the mindfulness gets more continuous, it sees a lot. And uh, it can almost seem overwhelming how much it sees. And if we're trying to step in and make sense of it all, that's going to be very confusing. We have to have the patience to settle back and kind of let the process of the awareness and wisdom make sense of it over time. So it may not make sense today. (laughs) And then the other piece of the question, I think, around the, you know, Am I doing this out of aversion? Am I cultivating aversion? You're right, there's no right answer. And sometimes in an activity like stretching, which alleviates discomfort, or, you know, like we're doing something to alleviate some unpleasant experience, sometimes wisdom is the motivation, sometimes compassion is the motivation, sometimes aversion is the motivation. And often there's a mix and there's a mix of motivations. And uh, when we become aware, for instance, that, oh, you know, wanting to stretch, oh, there's some aversion to that, to that uh, pain. Oh, there's aversion to the pain. I shouldn't do any action based on that aversion, so I should just sit with the pain. That's kind of um, not giving... Uh, weight to the fact that there's probably also some wisdom and compassion involved that are also motivating the action. And so you might just play with, if you recognize, oh, there's some aversion that's motivating this action, see if you can also touch into some compassion and wisdom that may be available to motivate the action. And the awareness of the aversion will support Uh, that possibility of opening to other intentions that are happening. And this is, again, we we see moment to moment that many different intentions are arising uh, from the uh, reactive intentions to the wholesome intentions. Yeah, and that's that's kind of yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of the um, uh, the the understanding of the consciousness with its concomitants, you know that that whole piece. Yes, yeah. so the 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 consciousness, the knowing side plus feeling perception, um, 
intention, so the, 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 all of those processes that happen. Yeah, and, and the, the four of the five um, mental, mental, the mental aggregates, right. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the kind of, the, I don't know that it's defined in the suttas that way, but yeah, but that, that, that two, those two together, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of where the Buddhist psychology, that's the direction the Buddhist psychology took to defining mind, yeah. Only uh, not in those words, but you know, the, the consciousness arising with it, some like 56 or 82 concomitant uh, factors. <laughs> they're, part they're part of Namarupa, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the retreat is Mindfulness of Mind. So mind here is, is there a definition? Just what we've been exploring here. You know, just, uh, I would not worry about a definition so much as exploring what is arising in the mental processes and the awareness knowing that i mean the 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 definition is not so important we are observing and getting to know processes some of those are physical processes some of those are mental processes and that's really the what well, that's all we really need to look at and in in terms of what peter just said i mean if a simplest way to think about it is that there's there's consciousness which is kind of this knowing factor that's always present Consciousness is separate from mindfulness. Consciousness is, is a factor that's said to be arising in every single mind moment. It's, um, it's how we know the world. Um, if mindfulness is not present, that knowing still happens. I mean, think about driving down the freeway when you're lost in thought. I mean, knowing is going on. There's still seeing and hearing and responding to that, but you're not mindful of it so that's knowing that knowing is taking care of well knowing with other things but that's a piece of that is knowing and so this the the process of knowing is one of the functions of mind that we get familiar with and then there is feeling this process of whether things are pleasant unpleasant neutral another function of mind and there's the intending and attention intention and attention which are part of uh, mental formations and also in mental formations are all these uh, processes as I was exploring today what's the job description of aversion what's the job description of greed what's the job description of irritation what's the job description of feeling what's the job description of perceiving and getting to know the the uh, what's the job description of love what's the job description of of mindfulness you know getting to know those things and then the perceiving function you know that's another function of mind that we get to know so uh, look at I would look at mind in terms of process not a thing you know when we want to define something it's like we want to make a an entity out of it and the mind is not an entity it's a set of processes and so we're exploring the processes at work and getting to know them. Maybe one more, yeah. And just on that topic, I think I've heard the analogy of what consciousness is like just being in the sky. 
formations and birds and whatever. Does that make sense to you, or have you heard that? I've certainly heard that. Um, I mean, there's certainly a um, variety. I mean, this is, again, this is one of those different views that I talked about last night, you know, some people thinking of, you know, consciousness or being kind of, at least a pure consciousness being this vast field uh, in which things arise, and then another view being consciousness arising with an object and passing away and no field. So there are different views of that and in my experience, at different times, it can feel different ways. It's like the, and so not to not to create some reality of oh that is it, that's the experience, that's the experience. Now it feels like there's this vast consciousness and things are arising in that. Okay, that's the experience. That's not, don't create a view out of it. It's like just that's that's the experience. Another time it might be just like seeing these little blips of of things that are just like little discrete popcorns and it's like there's nothing connecting them and there's no sense of anything to settle back into. It's just It's like that's the experience at that moment and not making a view out of it, that that's some some truth about that. Um, so yeah, just the, the exploration of what you are experiencing and uh, holding it as this is the experience now. Because so often, especially with certain experiences like, uh, you know, a sense of vast awareness, boy, we can get attached to that. It feels really good. And if we think that some reality, uh, like objective reality, we might start trying to orient our mindfulness to, s to find that, to see that, and then miss whole other terrains of reality, of, you know, of what's possible to know because we're kind of restricting our perspective to this one thing. So yes, I've heard that and I've exper experienced things like that and I try not to like congeal around it. So we need to stop.